630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. It is Kreider and Stamkos with the goals 1-1 Lightning and Rangers after the first period of the NHL's East Final. Blue Jays in action tonight. They lead the White Sox 5-3. That's in the 6th. Oilers tomorrow, 4 o'clock face-off show. Game at 6 here on 6.30, Chad. Game 2 in Denver against the Colorado Avalanche. Bob Stoffer. Oilers now a special extended playoff game day edition. They're going from noon to 3 on game days. The Elks are home on Friday in a preseason game, the Stand with Ukraine game against the Stampeders. It's on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 countdown to kickoff. The game will start at 7. The Oil Kings host Game 1 of the WHL Championship Series on Friday at 7. I spoke to Jake Neighbors this afternoon. We'll get to that interview as we roll along tonight as well. And then Game 2 for the Oil Kings at Rogers Place Sunday at 4. We have a, a lot to talk about, a lot of festivities going around, uh, around the playoffs. I'll be in the in Ice District Plaza tomorrow leading into the, uh, the big uh, outdoor watch party. And then I'll move inside and uh, be in the broadcast booth. And there'll be thousands of you in Rogers Place for the Safeway Road Game watch party. So it is a fun fun time of year and i'm pleased to welcome back to inside sports a uh, longtime equipment manager with the oilers he's done work in alumni relations as well barry stafford checking in tonight barry nice to talk to you again man how are you doing hey great reed thanks for uh thanks for thinking about me yeah well it's a fun it's time of the to- year yeah, it is. Well, I mean, and before we and we want to talk about a very special person who we're missing. We're, we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But uh, just for you, I mean, you were with the team during some glory days, during some tougher times. We all went through the ten years out of the playoffs. Uh, how, how much fun are are you having now? You know what? I this is why we're in the business right here. Like it, this is so much fun. Like it's it just. Uh, it's a long time coming, and it's exciting for for me, for my buddies, uh, for the city, for the province. And you know, I was telling my friends, like, "Hey, we're Canada's team again!" And 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 how exciting is that? So, uh, you know, tell us for the people, you know, because you know, you would have worked with with Sparky and and Ken and those guys, and now we got uh, you know Langer and and TD and guys like that uh, in those roles. As you get into the postseason, um, you, you know what's it like for 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 those guys supporting the the players? Do you have to up your game as well? Is is it a different sort of routine? Tell me about it. Well, you know, I've often said, Reed, there's like four different <clears throat> like four different segments to the season. There's training camp, uh, which is a, t- a difficult, challenging time. There's regular season, which is a bit of a grind. I mean, it's a lot of games. But as soon as playoffs start, it's a whole different ball game. And um, as far as excitement goes, as far as the, the, the responsibility goes, as far as everything goes, and then, of course, you know, hope crossing our fingers final. It's not like a final. But uh, when, when playoffs come around, it's just a whole different game. It's, it's an exciting game for everybody. You can hardly wait to get back to the rink. You can hardly wait to, to be spending time with the players and, and the coaches. And uh, it's, it's just a fun time of the year. Yeah, fun fun to watch, and it must have been amazing for you to to be right in the thick of it. And we I, look, we know that a couple Oilers are going through something here. Dry Settle and Nerth, probably other guys. I mean, how much is there for like altering equipment or 
making sure players are you know just healthy enough to get through a game. You must have experienced a lot of that. Well, the one thing that I do remember uh, mostly is besides the intensity level, uh, you know, for everybody is that, you know, the, the physical nature of the game has changed. And uh, like at, in the era that I worked in, like as an example, Craig Simpson or some of the players that used to spend a lot of time in front of the net, like we used to spend lots of time uh, putting extra uh, padding on the, on the, you know, back or the, especially around the, uh, the bicep pads of, of uh, some of the forwards that like Ryan Smith or Craig Simpson is a great example of players that used to spend a lot of time in front of the net because it, the intensity level, you know, increased a lot. The physical side of the game increased a lot. And, uh, you know, so we used to have to kind of really bear down and, and be careful and, and be, be, be cognizant of the fact that these guys are, you know, they're going to be getting uh, banged up a lot, a lot more. Barry Stafford joining us tonight on Inside Sports. And I'll remind everybody that the Oilers playoff Mega 50-50 is ongoing. The latest installment will run until 11.30 p.m. on the night of Game 4 of the Western Conference Final. And uh, this is uh, honoring Oilers icon Joey Moss. And uh, it's uh, it's helping out the Special Olympics. It's helping out Edmonton Down Syndrome. <coughs> pardon me, Edmonton Down Syndrome Society. It's helping out Winifred Stewart Association, and we know it's going to be huge. It's it's well over a million dollars already. I, <coughs> pardon me, Bear. What a bit of a frog in my throat there. Um, I mean, how much would? What, what's your memories of Joey during some of these playoff runs? Oh my good lord! Well. I mean, the legend lives on, as Kenny Lowe kind of alluded to over the past few years. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing thing that the Community Foundation has done. And um, you know what? We, we can't escape Joey Moss. He's everywhere. He, he left such a great impression on all of us at the time that we played, but even more so now. And uh, I mean, Joey was no different than any, any other uh, part of the team. He was a big part of the team. He was excited to be part of playoffs. He, uh, you know, he was a hardworking, you know, guy, and, uh, you know, we, we, we miss him dearly. And, and you know what, with the Moss pit and uh, with all the things that are going on with Joey Moss, it's just with La Bamba, it just keeps reminding us of, of what a great influence he had on, on all of us on the, on the Oilers team. You know, some of the current members of the team would have got to know Joey, though, though I know he kind of wasn't uh, around quite as much later in, in his life. Um but for them to to rally around Ben Stelter, what does it mean to you to see that? Well, it's just amazing. It's just a, a great, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a reflection of the Oilers organization as a whole to kind of, in, and, and exactly what Joey Moss uh, represented, inclusion. Um, you know, as a young guy with Down syndrome, the team embraced Joey Moss and embraced the, the whole concept of, of helping people of all different uh uh, disabilities and you know to see what what they're doing right now with Ben it's it's very encouraging very exciting for me and it brings back a ton of memories and uh, you know it, it it sort of falls along the lines of, of Joey Moss and jo- what Joey Moss started uh, you know 30 some years ago yeah well said which is pretty incredible so I'll, I'll remind you and we know everybody's into the Oilers 50-50 so I don't know if I if, if they need reminding but just in case uh, it's off and running 
And uh, it's uh, helping out the Special Olympics, Edmonton Down Syndrome Society, and the Winifred Stewart Association, all to uh, honor the legacy of uh, Joey Moss, the Oilers playoff, Mega 50-50, powered by 6-3 Chet and uh, Pepsi. Okay, so what what happens on an off day like this? Uh, you know, is it all rest and recovery? Not everybody skates every day in the playoffs here, Barry. And, you know, you, the teams you worked for, they were pretty good, but they lost games along the way. They had disappointments along the way. What what's what needs to happen on a day like today between games? Well, I can tell you, Reed. Every member of that team, coaching staff, players, trainers, can hardly wait to get to the rink in the morning. They can hardly wait to start spending time with their with their buddies and with their teammates. And um, you know, it's exciting to be spending time with the coaching staff. Uh, uh, back in our day, with Glenn Sather. Uh, uh, you know, John Muckler, who was an unbelievable uh, tactician, and, of course, Teddy Green. But, you know, Jay Woodcroft and his staff, uh, Dave Manson, they've done an amazing job, and, and the players can hardly wait to get back to the rink to see what they're doing, to see what, they've, what they're planning, to see how they're going to react to the next game, how they're preparing for the next game. And they just like to be together. So, you know, there, there are players that are injured that need to get treatment. Um, some of the guys like to skate every day. Um, some might uh, get a chance to take some time off, but it, it's just being together. That's the key right now. That's the part of the culture that it's exciting. That's fun. Uh, take me back to the 98 series against the avalanche. Um, I, I know there were a lot of team performances, but like Cujo, was that one of the best or there's individual performances you ever got to witness over the final three games of that comeback? I mean, it, it's, it's it's so exciting to to think back and and to see that the parallels between Colorado. I mean, we spent a lot, a lot of time and playing against um, uh, the Stars as well. But Colorado were, were some pretty exciting games. And you know what? We forget about Curtis Joseph and we forget about the importance of great goaltending. And you know, I mean, the supporting staff at that time and uh, as far as players. Are concerned were were instrumental, and it was it was it was disappointing to to lose, but it was just an unbelievable um, uh, organization and team at that time with uh, playing Colorado, and we played Colorado a lot, so we got to know Colorado a lot. We got to know their team, uh, and it was there there were some good battles in there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I still remember uh, because Cujo got shutouts in Game Six and Seven, right when you guys came back from three one down, and there was that. I think he gave the puck away behind that the net in that one play, and then dove back in and stopped it. And I remember watching that and thinking, "Yeah, this the nothing's getting by this guy." Those are some pretty fun memories for oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, people forget about how how important Cujo was to our organization, and uh, you know, such a classy gentleman and a, and a great goaltender. And well, you know, those are those are historical years. And uh, even though we we weren't winning cups. We were making an impression on the NHL, and we were we were, uh, you know, we had a, a a good team, and we had a good run there. Yeah, for sure. Barry, I always love having you on the show. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the current playoffs. Uh, thanks again for offering some uh, some memories of Joey. I know people love hearing about him, and they're gonna they're gonna rally around this fifty fifty in his memory for sure. Hope to see you at the rink soon, Barry. It's been too long. Well, I'll tell you what, I just wanted to give a, a shout-out to Patty Garland and, and the alumni group in Edmonton. They've done just, or for the Oilers, they've done just an outstanding job, Pat and his staff. And uh, you know what, I, I have so many great memories of Joey Moss. And I, I worked many, many uh, events with Joe with 
Special Olympics and uh you know, we could spend hours talking about the Im- impact and the influence that Joey Moss had. But the last thing I will say is for all our Oiler fans out there, um, you know, we're all cheering for the Oilers to, to win the cup this year. But as far as Joey Moss, the legend lives on. Well said, Barry. That is Barry Stafford on Inside Sports. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. 1-1 Rangers and Lightning. About seven and a half minutes into the second period of game one of the East Final. Kreider, his ninth. Stamkos, his fifth. Both goals coming in the first period. In fact, inside the first seven and a half minutes of the first period. Oilers and Avalanche tomorrow, of course, right here on 630. Chet, always happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have? Oh, lots of texts tonight, obviously, on the uh, topic du jour from last night. Uh, was it offside or was it not? Uh, we'll start with Brian, who texted in and said, the same people still complaining about McCarr's goal are the same people that f- think Coleman kicked the puck in. All right. Next one. This is from Anonymous. They did not sign a name. But uh, to me, that's going to be a linesman's nightmare. And I do think it'll slow the game down a lot more and give outlawed penalties because coaches are going to challenge that most times, I think. But I could be wrong. I think it's going to slow the game down, and it's a nightmare for linesmen. Yeah, I don't think that type of play happens a lot, like specifically that type of play. But I do think a coach would challenge that every time, thinking he's going to win the challenge. Got it. one more from James here on a text line. He says, read, slice, dice, analyze that offside any way you want to. It was a horse bleep call that cost the Oilers two goals. <laughs> and thank you for censoring yourself, James. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the, uh, the strongly worded. No gray area text. Thank you, James. <laughs> and also, if I you will send you yeah. a canned ham, there we go. Exactly. Or I'll send you a canned ham package filled with horse bleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> uh, if you text in, you can use an alias like uh, these individuals have as well. Um, we got a text from Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, amazing! <laughs> so uh, they've they've they there's a, evidently a smartphone uh, hidden in the uh, bench at uh, Rogers Place somewhere. So we'll see where they're sitting. But um, has the quality of games this playoff year been better in the Western Conference than in the East? We seem to think so. Uh, I well, I'd have to check every single game. I think there's been more scoring generally in the West, which I don't mind. I, I mean. I, if you're an Oilers fan, obviously you don't want to allow seven goals. I won't count the empty netter as one you know they allowed on a goaltender. But if you're watching last night's game and you don't care who wins, you're not shutting the TV off. <laughs> you're probably not shutting off any Oilers game because they're never really out of it. I, I'm I'm glad that there's a little more offense back in the NHL. I I I, I mean I sometimes I have this debate and we talk about this on the show, guys and gals. Like, what's the proper score in a hockey game? Well, I don't know. Two, a 2-1 game can be exciting. So can an 8-7 game. But we want scoring chances. And I, I think in the Oilers games, there are a lot of scoring chances. So they are entertaining to watch. And I, I don't think the Oilers are ever out of it if they fall behind. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Armswar texts in and says, on the Makar play again, D-Man needed to step up and blow him up too much space. Yeah, well, Nurse dumped the puck out. I think Kane got kind of tangled up and went down on the play. And yeah, I think the Oilers maybe giving up too much gap throughout the night was a problem. Foo texts in and says, hey, Reed, this is Foo. How many times has this offside rule been ignored when a player enters the zone skating backwards while receiving a pass? I don't know. You are allowed, if you have control of the puck, you're allowed to go in backwards if you control the puck. If you received a pass and your feet went in first, I guess it would depend on the exact timing of receiving the pass. I think that's what Fu means. But yeah, if you had a breakaway, you could turn around and skate across the line backwards if you're controlling the puck. And that, right. that's it for right now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So I appreciate that. Those are good thoughts, guys. Uh, and th- I do appreciate that James censored himself. 780-496-0063. We have open line time as well. We'll also talk a little baseball with former Major League catcher. He's now the coach of the Edmonton Riverhawks. Kelly Stanett is coming up. Oh, and I will get to my chat with Jake Neighbors from the Oil Kings. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.